Hey, so uh, I got an email this morning from uh, from Schedulicity, and um, we've all heard about uh, Schedulicity Pays, and, and we've heard about uh, Schedulicity Cares. Um, well, Schedulicity sent an email, and, and they're changing the game once again. And um, with the whole uh, coronavirus thing that's going on, we actually have the CEO of Schedulicity, Jerry Natuno, um, on the line now, and he's going to kind of uh, tell us uh, what Schedulicity is up to. So, Jerry, uh, welcome back. Thank you. Excited, as always, to uh, talk to you guys. Thanks, man. So, uh, just tell us what Schedule City is doing and 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 how uh, how they're helping out uh, Schedule City users. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. Obviously, we're in some very challenging um, and unprecedented times, uncharted waters. Most people have never lived through anything like this, and um, I think even more incredible the fact that it's almost changing by the hour. Um, however. Um, as we um, are all going through these times and trying to figure out how we're going to navigate, uh, you know, through this, through the, the future to see what, as, as things unfold, um, you know, it became very apparent to us that some of the people most affected by this, uh, you know, um, this craziness are, are our people, right? Our business, because our businesses are people who make a living um, by providing services and teaching classes, mm-hmm. you know, hands on. Um, you know, human contact. And um, I started to hear this last week, some of the hardships that people were already facing, not the least of which was a phone call from my daughter, um, Lauren, who, you know, recently became, you know, an, an esthetician and started her career in October. She called me on Thursday and she's like, Dad, I don't know what to do. You know, half of my people canceled today at the last right. minute. And she was upset. She said, you know, uh, what do you think is going to happen, Dad? You know, remember, this is a 22, about to be 23-year-old um, young woman, and she's, you know, this is craziness to her. And so, you know, she said, Dad, I don't know what to do. If this happens, you know, I don't know if I can pay my rent. And that was really, I couldn't sleep the whole night trying to think about, you know, just knowing how, you know, our our community is being affected. And so I called together my leadership team um, the next morning, and I said, you know what I want to do? I want to I, w- I want to give Schedulicity to all of our users for free for the next three months. Um, tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me how we can make this happen. What can we do? And my entire team worked tirelessly, including Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, eleven people on the Zoom call at eight in the morning um, to figure out how we could get this happening. And so we basically have suspended charging any fee for the next three months for all of our businesses, um, you know, to just try and help people get through this time. Not only that, but we, 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 we turned it on. So, so they, they could go on and start turning on all kinds of things that they weren't using before, like automated marketing and things like that, you know, to try and help, Mm, um, with these times. Um, and so anyway, uh, we made the announcement this morning and, um, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, really positive um, response from people. And, you know, it's the least that, that we can do. Um, you know, I, I think I told you the very first time I met you that um, we're proud of our company. We're proud of what we do. But at the end of the day, we want to be, you know, we want to be judged by the impact that we have on people. And I just felt like in these, uh, you know, trying times, um, this is the least we could do. Well, you know, once again, i um well, thank you for that. And, and I'll say a big thank you from the industry and, you know, all those that uh, get to use Schedulicity. And um, 
you know, just, just Jared, just thank you. And, and, you know, you, you told me that you guys want to make an impact on people and, and you've done nothing, nothing but prove it, you know, every step of the way, or you know, every time you guys have a new initiative, it, it's how you can help the industry. And, you know, from the industry, from Tony and I, from, from our entire hairdistry team, thank you very much. Thank you for all that you do. I appreciate it. We're always here for you, my friend. Look forward to seeing you in, uh, in person soon. See you soon, Jared. Thanks, bud. Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best friend, Tom. What's up, man? What's going on, buddy? Um, you know, listen, I think it's time to get real, you know, at least with us. I mean, listen, we're virtually shut down, you know, like, like we're in, we're in DC. I mean, we're in um, Maryland and, um, although Maryland's done a, uh, not really a shelter in place, but, but they've shut down a lot of businesses, but for, for some reason or whatever reason, I'm not a complaining, just saying that, you know, uh, barbershops and hair salons were uh, exempt from, from that shutdown. Yeah, which I'm surprised because uh, a lot of salons and, and barbershops, they gather a lot more than 10. Which I'm not complaining, like you said, you know what right. I mean? But I'm surprised that they were exempt. And I know studio suites were exempt, right? Because, yeah. you know, not that many people gather in a suite. But, uh, but I mean, even for us, I mean, again, again, to be real, like, uh, you know, here it is um, Thursday morning when we're recording this. And, you know, I have no clients on my book for a week. I mean, that's never happened my entire career. It's Friday. You know, it's Friday. No, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Today's Friday. Today's Friday. Today's Friday. Yes. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Today's Friday. It doesn't matter. I like being right. Though. I know. No, you do like being right. Um, but anyways, you know, so, you know, even though we're not uh, technically shut down, we're shut down. Essentially, yeah. Because right? even though I can open my doors, my clients aren't coming in. Nobody's coming in. Right. So yeah. there's just no clients there. And, you know, and we've talked about this certainly off air that, you know, it's concerning, like, you know, being in a studio suite, we still have to pay our rent in the suite. We still have to pay our mortgage at home. We still have to do all that kind of stuff. And like, you know, listen, we've been very fortunate where, um, you know, we, we can sustain for a month or two, but, you know, even, but we're running lean, right? Right. So like, even after the month or even after the month or two, like, where are we? And, and, and I think in today's podcast, um, hopefully we get, we get a little bit of answers about, about some of the help that, that that's coming. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully there's a, there's a glimpse of hope somewhere in there that mm-hmm. we can uh, attach ourselves to and, and, and be able to pull us a little further along if we need to. But yeah. uh, I'm really curious, uh, you know, what we're about to find out. Yeah, exactly. So um, on a podcast that we did last week with, with PBA, we, uh, we put uh, Miss Myra uh, in the corner and asked if, uh, asked if she would come back once the bill passed. And she was kind enough to do it. So um, Myra, I apologize. I, 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 I forgot your last name, but, but it's Myra. She's the, um, she's the head of government affairs for, for our very own PBA. And she's going to kind of break down the bill the best, that, the best that we understand it today. And, and just to kind of see how... Um, you know, how this bill is going to affect our industry. And I think, I think, I think this is a conversation that I certainly know that I'm interested in. And I think a lot of people in the industry are interested in. So yeah, because we all have no clue what's going to, what's going on, what's happening and what's next and how are we going to survive? This? How are we going to survive this? You know? So, um, you know, once again, Tony and I never claim to be the experts, but we claim to be the ones that bring the experts on. So uh, let us shut up and uh, bring Miss Myra in. So, Miss Myra, again, I apologize for not remembering your last name, but um, but you're 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 the government. Uh, well, just give your title, and then we'll kind of get into it. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me back. I really appreciate it. Um, I am the government affairs director for the Professional Beauty Association. Uh, my name is Myra Ruddy, and I've been with PBA for well, in April it'll be ten years. So it's been 
interesting to learn so much from this amazing industry and just felt really embraced by everyone here. And I, you know, we all share the angst and the worry about what's going on, what's happening next, but more importantly, how are we going to stay afloat um, as the coronavirus pandemic impacts the economy? So thank you so much for having me on to talk a little bit more about federal legislation that has been passed and what we're looking at ahead, uh, possibly next week for phase three. Okay, awesome. So, so the last Saturday, the House passed passed the bill, right? I know that, um, I know talking to a couple of my clients earlier in the week, there was some cleanup on the bill that had to be done before the Senate would pass it. But, but from, from, from my understanding, it wasn't like, it, it was just like dotting I's and crossing T's. It wasn't like any big shift in the actual bill, just kind of like cleaning up what, what the verbiage was and stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, sign it Wednesday night. Right. Right. And so the Senate passed it on Wednesday and then it went across the, uh, the president's desk on, yeah, like you said, Wednesday evening. So Myra, like, uh, What's up and what's in the bill that, that, that can help, you know, not just hairstylists, but, you know, like small business owners? Well, let's just get into it. How does it help the industry? Well, it, it definitely does help the industry. And uh, like you were speaking about before, um, be hopeful because help is coming, uh, not only with this first run on this bill, but on the entire package that Congress is working on right now. We will see phase three hopefully next week, that's going to provide even more help for everyone across the board. So uh, there, there is a lot coming down the pipeline to assist everyone, whether you're self-employed, an employee, an employer, um, the, the legislation touches on everyone. Um, you're right, what, what passed on uh, Wednesday that was signed is known as the Family First Coronavirus Response Act. And this was uh, signed by President Trump on Wednesday, and it is the first a major piece of legislation that we're seeing uh, come out of Congress. And it it uh, addresses a few key points, emergency paid sick leave, um, paid family leave. Uh, it is geared towards companies with 500 employees or less. Now, please keep in mind, if you are an employer with 50 or less employees, the uh, Department of Labor does have the authority to look at certain exemptions. However, those exemptions and what that would look like has not yet been defined, but is coming. Um, it also talks about if you're an employer, how are you going to come up with these wages to manage the paid sick leave? And so the bill does address how employers will be made completely whole in regards to getting a credit for 100% of the paid sick leave paid out to their employees. Wow. Um, so, and for, forgive me for reading, I have things on notes and uh, on a few charts that I have, which I will share with you, um, that you can share with your, yeah. uh, the, your, your guests as well. No, no need to apologize because yeah. I think that's a lot of information, right? Yeah. <laughs> Details are important, right? Yeah. So no worries. So um, it does require, as I mentioned, the it, it looking at employers with 500 employees or less. Um, what it does is creates a mandatory paid sick leave that is effective um, at immediately. The, the legislation itself will go into effect 15 days after it passed. So I think that puts us around April 1st or 2nd, if I'm not mistaken, for everything to have uh, more details on how exactly this would be implemented in each of the states. So we're looking at 10 days of paid sick leave, um, and this can count in conjunction with existing um, sick leave as well. 
and you're looking at this could be for the person, the individual themselves that may be experiencing symptoms. There's also paid family leave, and that's if you need to care for an individual that is experiencing symptoms. Or if you're a parent, and due to the enormous amount of school closures across the US, you may need to be home to care for your child. So this is also incorporated into the paid sick leave. Um, the maximum benefit that a individual could receive per day, according to the legislation, is $511. If you're caring for someone else or you're at home due to a child, uh, the maximum benefit is $200 per day. There is a paid sick leave credit that will 100% offset the cost to the employer. And there's also a credit that the um, employer can receive in regards to health insurance premiums. Uh, again, this is outlined but not completely defined yet on how exactly that would work. Um, employers would offer 12 weeks of paid family leave for an employee with a minor child. You can offer up to 12 weeks. Um, the employer's costs for providing that mandated leave will also be um, offset via a tax credit. And I'm just going to pull up the little chart here and try to kind of visually explain that. Are you looking at that? I think that's, I, I, yeah. I think this is pretty awesome in the sense of, you know what I mean? Because I know a lot of employers, you know, and especially salon owners were worried about their staff. Yeah, sure. Right. So if they right. can go ahead and able to give them paid sick leave up to 12 weeks or, or however, uh, and be able to get that tax credit, you know what I mean? I, it, I think it gives them an opportunity to feel, you know what I mean, that they're able to do something for their employer employees. I, I mean, yeah, that's really... It's really awesome. So will this also, now do you have to prove necessarily that you're sick or does this also count for quarantined as well? Like it counts for quarantine as well. Okay. Um, and I think, I think there might be further detail to explain that as well. Um, but it, it, it's, a it's very, um, all encompassing in the legislation summary itself. It, it doesn't break down how you would prove that or, or what documentation would be needed. Uh, it just says what it would cover. Um, so it would look at, again, $511 per day if it's full-time, um, $300 a day if you're looking to care for someone else or for a child. Um, the credits would be offered to the employer to offset those costs. Mm -hmm. Self-employed individuals are provided similar credits as well as refundable. Self-employed, that would be like suite owners and. Yes, uh, self-employed, completely independent. So you, you don't have an employer uh, basically to go to for any of these other types of benefits outlined in the bill. Um, Self-employed individuals are provided similar credits as refundable income tax credits that they can take advantage of um, in those costs because I know a lot of people were concerned about what happens to self-employed individuals and there's going to be grants provided uh, to each of the states to help for unemployment benefits as well that will go across the board, uh, emergency unemployment benefits. The um, hold, exact hold on, hold on, a question, mm -hmm. and, and maybe you don't have the answer, but you know, just kind of got us through. So, if I'm if Tony and I are self employed, do we have to shut our business down to enable to get the unemployment um, benefits, 
or or can we still be you know technically own a business and get unemployment and does that make sense is that a fair question double dipping it is a fair question um and it and it doesn't define that although i in each state when you go through the unemployment process of filling out the paperwork i imagine at that point in time uh that's probably where that's going to come up and I'm guessing, but I would think you would not be able to double dip and do both. Okay. So you don't actually have to shut your business down or, or close your LLC or something. Right. And although in Maryland, how you were speaking earlier about um, some states, it might be confusing what is essential or non-essential businesses that remain open. Uh, some states have clearly defined, like Ohio, for example, that salons are to close. Mm -hmm. um, they are looking at it more or less, um, like you mentioned before, how many people would gather. I know that would be different in a salon suite location where it generally it could just be yourself and your client. Um, so that's where we would follow the, what the CDC has recommended. If you're looking at New York and in California, where they've done an entire uh, lockdown, essentially, stay, stay in your home, uh, then you would look back at those non-essential um, services. And in those states, especially on the state board websites, have all agreed that you should be shutting down and, and complying with the CDC and the state's executive order from both of those governors. So in, in those instances, I think it becomes more clear that the salons, whether or not you're a salon suite rental or an employment-based establishment should all be closing. Thank you for the clarity. Yeah, and, and that's, but as far as the um, tax credit for, um, I guess for quarantine or, or whatever. So if, if I had to close my business, do I get the, the the first tax credit, or do I ha do I have to apply for the unemployment? You should be able to get the the credit, and I'm just going to look look at this very small section. I want to read this small section to you in sure. regards to self-employed workers receiving the credit. Um, and it states the legislation ensures that self-employed and gig economy workers receive the credit, even though they do not technically receive leave benefits per se under the paid sick and family leave mandates, it provides a refundable income tax credit in the amount of what self-employed workers would have received if they had been an employee receiving paid leave benefits pursuant to the mandates. For a given day that a self-employed worker could not work, they can claim a rough justice tax credit in the amount of their average daily self-employment uh, income for the year. So they, it also allows to reduce your quarterly tax payments in anticipation of this credit. So it's, it's um, to me, I'm thinking a pretty big deal. Um, and, and I think it's up to the states now when you go to look at this credit on how it's gonna be implemented. But um, I guess I want, what I'm trying to stress is that self-employed individuals are not left out of the legislation or of the benefits. It's just provided in an alternate way. So can, so, and this is the next question. So even I, I'm getting the, I'm not receiving income, but I'm getting the tax credit benefit. I can still collect unemployment. Or that's, not? that's probably going to have to be de decided upon um, when you apply for the unemployment benefits. I'm not quite sure on how both of those would work. Um, but I, I think they would, but I'm not, I'm not quite sure since it's not, it's not clearly defined in the legislation itself. 
Right. And, and unemployment is legislated by the state. So each state would probably have a, uh, you know, they, they're going to end up with different rules and stuff as well. I would imagine, you know. Right. Uh, each state will probably have a different process. However, uh, what's important about the legislation is that the legislation is providing emergency funding to accommodate for the number of uh, unemployment benefit applications that are going to be received. So it's trying to ensure that each state would have the money to pay those funds out. Gotcha. Good deal. Whew. I know. Whew. I know, right? <laughs> Before this conversation, we, we were literally like having conversations. Okay. Do we uh, go out? Do we get a part-time job? Do we try to figure out how we, you know what I mean? Cause like, like Corey said in the beginning, you know, one or two months, three months, you might be okay. But if this thing goes on beyond that, you need to somehow to bring in, to pay yeah. the bills. Yeah. But, yeah. Right. If they, if they start, I mean, if they start talking eight weeks, you know, eight weeks of like quarantine and stuff, like, you know, how many business can reopen, right? You know, and then, and, and all that. So yeah, that's all craziness. So, um, any more in that section? Not, not on that section. Uh, the, the, this bill really focuses on paid sick leave, paid, um, family leave, uh, that your job must be protected if you're with an employer when you come back. Um, it touches on whether the Secretary of Labor authorizing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, hold, hold on. I need to slow you down there, Meyer, real quick. Yes. So um, only because we did a podcast last week and the recommendation was to lay off all your employees. And the reason why was so they would so they would be able to because we're commission based, you know, um, they, they would be lay off your employees so they would be able to collect said unemployment. So is the is the bill saying that that's now illegal? Because, I mean, I think that that's something that we need to address. No, it's not saying that at all. I, you know, employers can choose that route. However, if someone is on a family medical leave, so essentially if someone made the choice it, uh, to go on FMLA, mm -hmm. a job protection does kick in. You, you can't, uh, they have to, their emergency leave from that point is protected. They have to have a job when they return if they're on FMLA. That, that, that means they're remaining as an employee. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Right. Thank you for that clarity. But if you got laid off before this bill passed, <laughs> sorry. Right. Well, you. if you got laid off before the bill passed, you definitely should be on the um, looking at unemployment. Yeah. Ben benefits. Hmm. Um, and it and it it deals with unemployment insurance and um and tax credits. Like a, a lot of employers, I've talked to some salon owners that are going out right now and taking out small business loans to cover the cost of the sick leave for their employees. Mm -hmm. So it's addressing to those employers that help is also coming for you. You're going to get that money back. Um, so this bill, although it focuses mainly on, on paid sick leave, FMLA, um, the, the, the credits on how you would pay for sick leave, um, what you do if you're self-employed, how you would receive those income tax credits, and making sure that the states have the appropriate amount of funding to pay for unemployment benefits. Phase three, which is being worked on right now, we had the <clears throat> we had the Senate version come out yesterday. The Democrats are working. The Senate Democrats are working on their version. Hopefully, over the weekend, those versions come together, and next week we look at phase three of the bill. That is going to encompass much more. Um, that's going to address funding. It's going to address loans. It's going to address things that uh, might exist that are going to be cut or temporarily placed on hold that would help the economy and help these business owners and self-employed individuals as well. That's going to be a much larger 
a much more costly, much more robust package that will address um, many more of the questions that people are waiting on in regards to immediate funding. Um, so this just looks at first, what are you, what are you supposed to do if people can't uh, be in the office because of school closures or because of being sick and extending those sick leave benefits? So this is just one uh, small part of an overarching larger package that's coming from Congress that we should be seeing in the next few days. What is, is there anything in the current package that was passed? Is there anything addressing the SBA? Are you saying, or is that going to be an SBA meaning the small business right. association? Um, right. That- what, what the small business, uh, because the federal reserve dropped interest rates low, low and the small business administration now is helping uh, people apply for low cost loans. Um, or the larger package is going to look at, you know, we're looking at whether or not credits can supplement the interest that would have to be paid on loans or if loans can be interest free. We, we haven't seen the phase three package, but we're looking at people are expecting that that would all be a lot easier of a process to obtain loans to stay afloat. So we're looking at, is it going to be loans or is it going to be more credits? What will that look look like in phase three? But right now, the Small Business Administration, you're correct, is offering um, quicker, better, easier loans and funding for states, for individuals that have businesses in different states. And it they are taking into account whether or not your state has been shut down. Um, in regards to for for that loan process. All right, I'm gonna do a real shout out real quick because uh, one of our listeners actually reached out to me this morning. So I'm a veteran and she reached out to me and she said that, hey, um, just an FYI, PenFed is doing um, is doing some grants for um, for veterans who, uh, who have been affected by the coronavirus as well. So if we have any vets that are listening, you know, definitely check out um, PenFed. I think it's PenFed.org or just Google it, you'll find it. Um, but but they're also offering. And I know that there's a lot of different like programs and stuff that are now um, you know either either low interest loans or or um, or grants that are. But on that, I think we also it's responsible for us to give the warning that you know here come the hawks. You know, be careful about where you're applying for loans and make sure that they're credit sources right. and stuff like that. Because you know, I, I guarantee you, you know, by this time next week there'll be there'll be loan hawks everywhere. Right. You, you'll have those brothers that go up and try to buy everything out and sell it for, you know, 10 times exactly. the, the price. Right. Oh, also, let's get while we have the opportunity, let's give a big shout out to Costco, because now Costco is not taking returns on toilet paper and and, and, and handy wipes and all <laughs> yeah. that. So, you know, if, if you went and if you went and bought out Costco, you know, you better open up your own Costco because that's the only way you're getting your money back. So big shout out to, this, to, to, to the, uh, the people at Costco as well. Hey, so when phase three comes out and. Um, and, and you got a pretty good grasp of what it reads. Would you come back one? Absolutely. And I'm sorry I wasn't more prepared today. I, you know, we, we tried to get more information from our federal lobbying team. And um, so far right now we have uh, these summaries, which I'm going to send to you uh, in case you'd like to link to them as well. So you can see exactly what I was referencing. Um, so we'll try to make it sure uh, it's a bit more organized next time. My, I, hey, I didn't know you were unorganized. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded Thanks. good to me. Yeah, exactly. I was I was all in. I, I I've learned so much in this conversation. Okay. Myra, um, are those forms going to be available on the PBA website as well? Yes, we do have a really extensive. It's growing every day. Every day we're updating. Uh, it's it's the COVID nineteen resource page, and it has everything on there from um you know 
tips for salons themselves, um, you know, information on uh, safety and sanitation, um, information on a variety of issues, not just legislation, I guess is what I'm trying to point out. I mean, it's an extensive list. There's resources where to go if you need help with food, funding, electric bills, heating bills, things like that. Um, a great resource is dialing 211 in your state, uh, which is which goes through United Way to help you connect you by your zip code uh, to resources in your state. Um, there's information on there about SBA, SBA loans. Uh, so it's it's really, I was looking at it this morning and I didn't realize how long it, it is now. So um, it addresses any way you might be approaching this topic. It, it has information, resources, and links on, on that page. So the summary of the of, of the bill that passed and was signed on Wednesday will be on there as well. Awesome. Myra, thank you, dude. I mean, I'm just so happy yeah. we were able to find you and kind of bring you into the podcast because, you know, I just think that there's so much information out there that, that we're all, um, you know, seeking and needing. And, and I'm just very happy that, that, that you're able to answer um, yeah. many questions or lots of questions that many of us have. Um, thank you for including me. Uh, we, we, we appreciate you. So we definitely do. And I'm, I'm, I kind of think we have a friend in government affairs. So if there's ever like a federal government type yeah. stuff, we'll kind of bring her in. Now, listen, listeners, that doesn't mean every time a state's going to like get rid of your licensings that we're going to bring Myra in. But uh, <laughs> those are, well, we, we are focusing on that, too. You know, a lot of state legislatures are still running right now. We've had a lot of bills. Um, if you're going to visit the PBA website, look at our take action page because there is a lot of legislation we'd love for you to click and take action on and all you have to do is put your name and address in and it sends the letter for you but um we're uh we we operate in all 50 states tracking policy and legislation as well um you know so we know we know this is where everyone's minds at but please uh be aware that we are still tracking what's happening in your states too to make sure nothing strange gets passed there while we're all focusing on this so we we are uh trying to keep a, a watchful eye on a little bit of everything and you guys are also still looking for a lot of support for the 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 FICA, FICA tax tick credit. Yeah, yeah. So yes. there's also a we're lot hoping of that there. gets included today. Uh, we've had almost nine thousand advocates throughout the industry take action on that legislation. You can also find that on our PBA page. Um, that would be extending the 45B tax tip credit out to salon owners. Um, that's giving a dollar for dollar credit on the FICA taxes paid on just tipped income. We'd like to see that retroactive so salon owners could get that money back now. Um, so if you, uh, you know, you're in your in your home state, if you could reach out to Senator Cardin <laughs> on that as well, that would be really helpful as he's our champion on the Senate side for that legislation. That's awesome. And just and just so the listeners know, um, you know, the, the FICA tax basically, uh, when you get a tip from a client, your employer right. actually has to pay taxes on that, even if they're giving you the entire amount. They're still paying, and it's and it's it's substantial too. Like it's a big percentage. It is substantial. Of that. Of that of that tip that they have to pay taxes on, so they're paying taxes for pretty much free money for you. Um, yes. One, so I think we need to support our salon owners. And um, on top of that, this isn't unprecedented. This is exactly what the restaurants do. So the restaurants, yes. restaurants, and restaurants owners are um, are are exempt from paying that FICA tax. So you know, the, we're just trying to get right. that the tax. Um, we're just trying to get that that legislation um, passed on to to salon owners, so um, you know, so they can have a little bit more uh, cash flow as well, because it is a big cash flow suck. Right. Exactly. Thank you so much. I mean, really, if the credit exists. All we're asking for is that it's extended to our industry as well, and it would be a big help 
you know, I spoke to salon owners. A lot of them would be uh, much more relaxed on applying for a loan right now if they knew that they were at least getting those taxes back. So it's it's important. So we're looking at all different ways to help the industry um, for every role in the industry as well. That's awesome. Myra, thank you very much again. Thank you for joining us. And uh, thank, well, thank you for hanging out with us on your day. Thank you. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>